0: Welcome to Two Men On, ladies and gentlemen. 110%. Killer Cords. Oh, oh yeah,
1: yeah I, remember I remember that one. Where you are. I was telling you so, suck. You know what? I, I quit. I really quit. <laughs> the mommy brown of fantasy baseball. I'm waiting on somebody to <laughs> say that. Wait for real party calling, right? Yeah. You're ready, already. <laughs> <laughs> Which two men are on.
0: T M O, baby. All wood, no course.
2: What's old is new again in the Black Diamond League. After a two-year absence, divisions have returned to the BDL and are partying like it's 2006 all over again. The new North, South, East, and West bear little resemblance to their forefathers, however, as new faces and new rivalries are set to define BDL baseball. Plus, in this Christmas edition of TMO, new BDL GM Scott Fulbright joins the show does he have what it takes to finally make a winner of the scorpions you're listening to bdl radio this is two men on johnny holmes air guitar what's up
1: what's up man we're back finally
2: we are back and it's december
1: yeah yeah real life has taken over i've got my brand new uh set of beats headphones here
2: word rocking the red on my end
1: Rockin' it green. I'm looking over, um, we got an interview coming up, I think, and I'm looking over these questions. You have me using the term 411. I don't think I'm going to use that.
2: <laughs> yeah, you just have to improvise. I mean, you know, you have to make it your own, Johnny.
1: It's a bit dated, I think. This,
2: this, is, this show is at least 15% yours. <laughs> No,
1: <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> it's been a down two years for the car, so I I don't think I could say anything anywhere anymore.
2: Uh, it, it is good to be back, uh, just to be able to sit here and, and sort of um, catch up and talk about what's going on in the BDL. We've had a you know uh, a really great year, obviously a really great year. I'm looking over here at my shiny trophy on my shelf uh, since the last time we we spoke. Uh, Course, it has arrived in the mail and now it's sitting on my mantle, so that's awesome. But, um, pretty active winter meeting this year, uh, more so than really I anticipated going in. Um, you know, more changes on the horizon, uh, not big changes, I don't feel, but, um, uh, uh a, a return to our roots in, in, a, in a little way, and it's 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 cool, so you know. Welcome back, North, South, East, and West. Johnny, what do you think? The divisions are back in BDO baseball. Uh, Of course, we retained the the two new leagues that we set up two years ago, the ACL and the PCL, and uh, just sort of brought things back uh, 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 from the divisional perspective and uh, sort of realigned things a little bit.
1: um. I think it was a a good merge of the two. Um. I mean, you know me. Huge North Division pride. Um, It kind of surprised me, actually, uh, at first, uh, that it came up, but it really took on a life of its own, and I'm pretty happy with it, personally. Um, It's gonna be interesting to see how they shake out now. A few of the old rivalries, um, some new ones, it's gonna be interesting. Chris and I bounce ideas off each other a lot, so being in the same division, it's going to be uh oh, interesting.
2: <laughs> well, you know, technically you're going in opposite directions directions right now, so uh, maybe you won't have to deal with that dynamic uh, with Chris for, for at least another four or five years until the cars are back on their feet.
1: Four or five years, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I did my rankings in the
1: north, and I just don't know where I stack right now because I don't know if I'm going for it this year or not. Oh, yeah. but, uh, That's I different. know he's he's not looking forward to facing uh, Jose Herna- Jose Fernandez.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, I had a slip there.
2: But no, like you said um and I, and I think I mentioned on the forum uh, as well I, I really feel like it's 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 the perfect marriage of uh you know old and new classic BDL um modern BDL. Uh, really very little change. I mean it, there there's a there's a slightly different dynamic and in how you get to the playoffs now compared to the last two years, you know, in, in the, the system that that we had been using, you know, where the the top four teams in each uh, league, the ACL and the PCL, would make the playoffs. Now, of course, uh, that weight has shifted back somewhat to the uh, uh, division champions, where where each each division champion gets gets an automatic playoff berth, and then um, you know, two more wild cards are assigned in both leagues. Um, but we, we, we were able to, you know, uh, settle on a schedule that that allowed us to retain the extra two playoff positions that that I personally feel have been good for the league. I, I don't disagree uh, even a little bit with, with the contention that uh, even I believe you have made, Johnny, um, that, that a six-team playoff bracket is very meaningful. Um, I, I agree totally with that mindset. I do. Uh, but uh, – you know having having the eight sort of opens things up a little bit it it creates more possibilities for those Cinderella type situations and i I feel like we're at a point you know in the in the BDL where um, we, we we can allow that and and still recognize how much winning that trophy uh how much that means you know everyone is so competitive um that i just think that's that's really what matters you know it's and, and I, I keep going back to something that brian said and you know we, we we sort of bounced around on the idea of of buys uh while we were having the discussion and and um uh I, I was sort of on record on in, in uh, believing you know one one way and and several other others were kind of going the opposite direction and that was what uh won out in the end but I, I do very much agree with with Brian's sentiment when he said that you know the BDO playoffs uh are it, it's you know it's it's a gauntlet it is a gauntlet of a of a series of matchups and it, it really tests your metal and um I think that's true and I I think I think that's really what preserves uh, honestly the uh integrity of um what our playoffs mean with the eight teams, you know, given that there are no buys. Uh, yeah, there are eight teams, but you still have to plow through three of the best teams in the league to to win that trophy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You said exactly what I was thinking. Um, because for the longest time, I, that has been my sentiment, six teams. It's, it's gotta be, it's gotta mean something to make the playoffs. Um, when Brian, when Brian said that, Uh, something something turned a little bit in my mind because that title is going to mean something now. I mean, always has, but um, it's going to mean even more without that buy, for sure. And just a point of clarification, when you say, in this format, when you say two extra wild cards, just to be clear, it's not one from each division now in that league, two from... Anywhere in that league,
2: two, two. <clears throat> excuse me. Yes, two from anywhere in the league. You know, just take for instance the. Uh, let me pull up my screen here. Take for instance the the um, the ACL, uh, comp- which is comprised of, of the uh, South and East divisions. You know, you'll you'll have the South Division winner. You'll have the East Division winner. Both of those teams uh, will be seeds one and two based on their records, and then the other two wild cards that are assigned in the ACL um, will come from the entire league, both the East and the South division, you know, for, so for instance, uh, let's say the Wallabies win the South division uh, next season and the uh, Rockets win the East division, Um, you know, those will be seeds one and two in the ACL and maybe the, the other two wild cards both come from the South, you know, maybe it's the generals and the Mavericks, or maybe they both come from the East, you know, damage and the double downs or whomever. Uh, so that's, that's how it'll work. And of course those wild cards will be assigned, you know, this, the seating will be assigned by record as well, um, as we've always done. So uh, yeah. Uh, but, but again, not, you know, not a, not a very big change at all, at least, at least not in my view. Um, and I, th- I think it's going to be good. I'm really looking forward to it.
1: I like it. I mean, so theoretically, uh, in the North, the Amish could finish out of the playoffs while the other three of us, you know, have fun moving on. Uh, let me actually give you my North rankings real quick. I've got the Beers. <laughs> I've got the Beers winning that division, my okay. division, his division. Um, I think that's pretty safe this year. Uh, I went with the Scorpions second because I really like what they've done adding Wainwright um, a few other pitchers even some three, four minor league pitchers from me um, myself third because I do have a lot of talent coming now I'm just not sure we'll see as the season rolls on for me I, I don't know um, but after Joe made that comment a few weeks ago that he's in full rebuild again I went and checked out his team and he, he is. <laughs> 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 I think I think he's going to finish in fourth in that division. What do you think?
2: Um yeah, I mean I uh, it, the North Division is it's it's funny. It's hard to call. Well, you no, know, it's no, it's not really hard to call as far as the top. I I do think that um that Malibu Bay will be the North Division champion uh in 2015. Uh, I just I'd think they they're too strong right now to be contended with uh, by any of the other teams in that division. Of course, uh, you know Johnny, your killer cars, you have so many uh, high end assets, uh, you know, young assets that it's it's very hard to predict um, what that is going to mean for the north in the short term because you know frankly I don't know what you're going to do uh, immediately with with all those assets I don't know if you intend to flip them immediately if you intend to uh, let them uh, you know continue to uh, rest under the lamp as so to to speak and and watch them uh, mature I don't know Um, you know if it's like the gins three years ago um, you know we we went from worst to first, you know, from last place in the BDL to first place in the BDL by flipping that switch in the offseason. Uh, you are in a very similar situation right right now um, in terms of your ability to do that. I, I think that it's certainly possible. It's just a matter of, um, you know, how do you want to position yourself? How far do you want to shorten that window, that long-term window, by flipping some, some of those kids? Uh, but but get really, really good in, in the short term.
1: Can you, can you word that differently?
2: No, that's exactly how I intended. Okay.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it's going to turn out. We don't need to talk about the cars, uh, and we don't need to talk about your, um, your trophy, even though... We always do. As I sit here, we've, we've kind of upgraded a little bit. I've got you on Skype. I can see you. I wouldn't mind seeing the trophy. I don't think I've seen it yet. You want to pull it over for me?
2: Oh, absolutely. You keep talking. Pull. Let me grab that. Pull it out for me. <laughs> All right. So it's I'll move thing. on. It's a good thing
1: this is not BDL TV. <laughs> I will move on. <laughs> I'll move on to South, your division, while you uh, um, bring that over.
2: Oh, hold on. Uh, let's, let's, let me, I have to show you this. Of course, you know, that our audience cannot see, but. Uh, I'm showing Johnny on Skype right now my lovely trophy and it is glorious wow um, and it is large and it is awesome you send me your address one more time <laughs> <laughs> uh no just finishing up uh, thoughts on the north there um, I, I mean I, I, I mostly agree with your with, I mostly agree with with your ranking going into to next season i, I do believe that Scottsdale is is definitely on an uptick Um and it could very well finish second in that division. Um, the last two slots, and right now I am assuming, you know, I am assuming, or I excuse me, I am going to assume for the sake of this conversation that you, you make no significant moves to upgrade immediately, okay? I think the, the bottom two slots um, are, are really a, a, a coin flip. Uh, between uh, the Amish and the Killer Cars right now. So um, that really leaves the Beers and the Scorpions to contend for the division, and I don't think it will be much of a fight uh, the way those rosters are currently constructed. You know, Scott is certainly doing good things with the Scorpions, but uh, he has a long way to go to, uh, uh, I think, to compete with with Chris and his Beers. But... uh, yeah, with that said, if uh, if you want to move on to the uh, other division in the uh, PCL, the West, and uh, what do you got?
1: The West, let's see. Um, I think the Cramps are going to the, win the West. Um, I think they have the best team in that division and possibly in our league. Um, after that, I, I'm really torn. Uh, I just called the second-place team the Wulavation because, um, I, I can't pick between those two. Um, so those are the three teams that are in the West.
2: <laughs> the, the three. Okay. Uh, y- yeah, I mean, no, you know, you're you're really going out on a limb there, um, uh, predicting the cramps, and uh, yeah, for real. Uh, there's there's no doubt. I mean, um, you know, the the Wu made significant strides um, this past season in improving. The elevation had had a great year, but uh, neither of those squads are going to uh, really give Brian all that much of a run. At least, not for the division title. I don't feel. Um, I do agree totally with you that um, the number two slot in that division extremely hard to call. Uh, If you put a gun to my head right now, I would say probably the elevation at number two and uh, Wrigleyville at number three. Uh, but it's extremely close and uh, the bulldogs i see pulling up the rear in that division uh, for 2015. Um, so that's what i've got Um, so really we have a consensus there the cramps winning the west the beers winning the north Um, what wild cards do you see in the pcl
1: uh i didn't go that far but just looking at my rankings I, I like the Wu a little better than the Elevation. I mean, I agree that the Elevation are probably a little better now. I think the Wu are set up um, with their big bats. I mean, with Abreu and Stan in, in the middle of their lineup. Um, so if they can upgrade a little bit here, a little bit there, um, I think they can make a run for sure. I'm going to put them in the playoffs. And then it comes down to the Elevation and the Scorpions for me. Um We'll see how active each of these teams are. Um based on this off season. I may have to go Scorpions. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't uh, I don't see much of a change in the playoff bracket in, in the PCL next year. Um, you know, I could be surprised, but you know, when I when I look things over, I do see both of the wild cards right now coming out of the West. Um, that being the the number two and number three slots um after the cramps. You know, I uh as it stands, I think you, you'll see both the elevation and the Wu uh, in the playoffs, capturing those two wild card positions in in one order or another. Um, but I, I do agree with you that um, uh, the Scorpions could, could could be a threat to to one of those two teams to to sneak into that wild card discussion. It's just going to to depend um, on their next string of moves. Now they have been very active already this off season. we'll get into that a little more uh, when we speak to Scott here in just a few minutes. Um, so, you know, Scott has definitely shown already, um, that he intends to be very active and he intends to be, uh, you know, an owner, um, who, who makes a push to, to continually get better. Um, so nothing would surprise me, I guess I should say with the Scorpions and, and their ability to, um, you know compete for one of those wild card slots. So, we'll see. But uh, uh right now that's that's what I would have uh, cramps, beers, elevation woo.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I th- I have one general comment on it it's not so much um league division analysis but um I'm going to say this and I think the PCL is probably the strong the excuse me. ACL is probably the stronger league. Um, the two teams I see in the PCL, the Beers and the Cramps, feel more like complete teams. I don't think any other um, team in our league has a good mixture of everything. And I think we, we've we been talking a lot about the added positions. They're, they're in place now. I can see a team like the Scorpions who, who really have built up that pitching. But I see the importance now of having hitters at every position, um, I think it's been balanced out because pitching is still incredibly important, um, but if you don't have depth and quality hitters for a majority of your spots, I don't think you're going to go very far.
2: Totally agree. Let's move on to the ACL. Pick a division. What do you got?
1: I'm going to your division, Um, the South
2: oh south uh, newcomers
1: yeah don't the beers always win that one too
2: <laughs> not anymore <laughs>
1: not anymore
2: um let's see
1: i know you corrected me earlier about the wallabies having a better record than you last year but i have you our reigning champion um coming in first uh, i still like your team um an interesting movie just made um i've got the wallabies mavericks and rebels in that order However, Brent confuses me a lot, <laughs> and um, I mean, he had an awesome season last year, and he could very well win the division, but um, just his unpredictability as far as what I can imagine happening, and the Mavericks um, pushed towards competing now, I think, could flip-flop those, those two in the middle. I think they're up for grabs to me.
2: Yeah, I think um, I I I mirror your your ranking in the South for 2015 um, completely. Uh, I have the Generals on top. Why wouldn't I? Uh, Wallabies number two, uh, Mavs three, Rebels four. I I think the Rebels are still probably another year or two away from um, having the the ability and the assets enough assets to um, to make a real turnaround um they are certainly on their way as are the mavericks i just think that the mavs are uh you know maybe two or three steps ahead in in that process um that rebuilding process and i think you'll see them reach a better place a little bit sooner than the rebels uh, but not a whole lot sooner um but yeah going back to your point about the wallabies uh really it, it could be a very interesting race at the top of that division um, in 2015 um, I, I'm sure that you know most probably will have the generals uh, ranked number one predicted to win the division um, on, on the back of the, the success that they had in uh, 2014 this, this year winning the title um, but it's it seems that the Wallabies um are are very much overlooked right now uh, they they quietly posted the second best record in the BDL in 2014, one of only two teams um, to post a record a winning percentage above 600 uh, in 2014 second only to the damage. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the Wallabies overtook the generals in the ACL. Uh, rankings on the last week of the season in 2014 might have been second to last it was second to last or last Um, but yeah so uh, I think folks seem to have forgotten that already Um, they finished 2014 at least the regular season very strongly and I expect to have stiff competition in the south uh, from the Wallabies this year or next season for sure
1: yeah, quietly finished with uh, six fifteen. It looks like winning percentage, and um, quietly put Miguel Cabrera on the block this offseason. There wasn't much talk about that. Um, quiet on the boards, but I mean, he, I always feel him there. You he's see him at the at the bottom of the screen. Um, <laughs> he's a, he's you know, a he's Jimmy a, Wallaby. He's a snake. Two other quick things I like about your division. Um, I like having you and and Mark and and Brent in the South. It just feels right. And then um, it's interesting. We might have uh, one of the better rivalries now in the South. Talk about Jen's Mavs.
2: You you know, I I just, I I really like competing with Owens. Um, You know, there are times, uh, you know, Owens drives me up the wall. Batty, <laughs> mad, uh, and but but in a good way, you know, in a fun loving way. Uh, it's 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 just a. I like to you know I like to kick the crap out of Owens, and I expect to do so for, you know, the foreseeable future. And it's just, it's just a <laughs> it's a fun dynamic uh, that the Gens and the Mavs sort of it's it's a very under the radar rivalry I think, but uh, one that um, has kind of out of nowhere not really out of nowhere but just sort of quietly um has begun to mean more to he and i than uh, uh than than other people um, really realize um and i you know i think you know assuming that these these division this division alignment um sticks for a very long time and i i, I expect it to Uh, it's, it's not something frankly that I have any interest in revisiting, um, anytime soon for years.
1: There will never be any more changes. Uh,
2: it's, it's, it's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be fun to, um, to bat him back and forth. Um, it's cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it.
1: It's cool. Let's move to the East. Um, I really respect Mike, and uh, I think he's the best trader. In not a trader like Benedict Arnold, but <laughs> like uh, he's awesome at trading. Um, I gotta say, as much as I um, think people may not like to hear it, I I think I respect the damage uh, a little more. Um, I've got that atop the division. Uh, looking at last year, again, best record in the league six twenty three. Um, Rockets are right there, though. I could definitely finish first. Um, I think the double downs on the next team, um, because they've been quiet but steady, and um, the epidemic, I'm really not sure what to make of them at this point. They always do make
2: moves, though. Yeah. Baltimore... We constantly...
1: Predict their decline, don't we?
2: Yeah, it's 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 one of those things, you know. Baltimore continue. There, there's no team, there's no GM, no franchise in the BDL that surprises me more on an annual basis than than the Baltimore epidemic. Um, every single year, I, I look at the squad, um, and I just it, it just. I feel like, you know, they're they this is this is this is when they fade out. Um, fade away, have to make a, a drastic uh you know, move to to start really rebuilding hard and that never comes and they never seem to really fall out of the playoff picture. Um so yeah, I agree with you uh, totally there. Um you know, the damage I have I have number one in the East for 2015, though not by much. Uh, but I do. They are the uh, right now two-time reigning regular season champions, uh, 13 and 14, back-to-back regular season crowns. There for Bill uh, blew right past
1: my consecutive playoff streak. <laughs> he's gonna keep going.
2: So, you know, I don't see any any reason uh, to doubt that he's going to be right there in that picture. Uh, again, and again, next season, um, the Rockets, ex- an extremely good team. Um, one that I, it, you know, I was, certainly would not be surprised to see the Rockets win the East at all. Um, so I, I have them a solid number two and, you know, three and four tough call. Um, you know, double downs had a great, great season a couple years ago. Uh, I thought kind of a disappointing season last year. Uh, given the expectations, so I, I'm not really sure where they go from here. Um, I, I'm going to have them fourth in the East next season, uh, behind the epidemic at number three. But that is not meant as a slight or any disrespect. Uh, Kevin is a great GM, and um, you know I, I feel like that there will be a bounce back with the double downs. If not, if not this coming season, then very soon. Um, you know, management there, they know what they're doing. Um, I have no doubt of that whatsoever. Um, I'm just tired of discounting the epidemic, and mm. and, and you know f- feeling like an idiot. So this year I'm I'm going to give them a little bit of a do. It's still just third place. I don't see any any way for Baltimore to uh, overtake Rockland or NorCal. So um, yep, that's what I've got. It's tough. I'm going to
1: reiterate talking about these two divisions. I think this league as a whole is just better than the PCL. Um, I actually think the playoff picture, though, is probably a little clearer than what it sounds. I I mean, I think Jens, Damage Rockets, um, probably the Wallabies. Um, Jens and Damage Finishing in Top of their divisions.
2: Yeah, uh, I would concur. Um, and, And I agree. You know, the top... Four, the top four in in the ACL. Uh, of course, I'm speaking league wide. Um, uh, I, th- I definitely agree that it's it's a clearer picture than than the top of the PCL. Um, you've got the, the the damage and and the generals there in the in the East and the South. Um, I definitely see the Wallabies in the playoff picture as one of the wild cards, um, and the and the Rockets as one of the wild cards. Um, don't really know what to predict in terms of number one, number two, uh, with the wild cards. It could go. That, that's another coin flip. Um, you know that leaves some very good teams out of the playoffs in the ACL. Um, I think that that Owens is going to be set up for a bit of a disappointment this season. I know he has sort of, you know, high hopes uh, to really make a good playoff run for the first time in 2015. Um, not counting it out totally, just depending on what the Wallabies decide to do. Uh, as you say, you can never figure out Brent. Um, he could sell everything he has tomorrow, <laughs> and it wouldn't surprise me. So, and that would certainly open the door for the Mavs. But um, I think it's probably probably a year a year early for the, for Crystal River. But we'll see. Um, but it yeah, might be, I, but I think that,
1: that that might be the more interesting conversation. What what team outside the top four uh, has a chance to break through? And I think I think he has the best chance.
2: I, I certainly think he has a very good chance. You know, I, I'm not. I don't want to discount Boston either. Um, right,
1: right, right, right.
2: And, and, if, and I, I say that having having already uh, predicted them for the last place for last place in the East, but. Um, I guess I'm, I'm not sure what I'm saying. Uh, it's very tight in, in, in my mind. I guess it's, it would make a little more sense to see Boston sort of leapfrog the epidemic and be knocking on the door of the wild card race uh, more so than it would be to see the epidemic actually um, break that bubble, you know, break, break through, break in. Um, it sounds a little nonsensical on the surface of it, but uh, I don't know. It's just, acl is tough we'll, we'll we'll just have to see how it shakes out but
1: i'm with you do we do we want to talk acl pcl where we're going
2: uh no i think it's way lo- way too early i think it's way too early for that uh yeah we'll uh i think that's something to tackle uh, maybe when we have a clearer picture of where these teams are headed uh, around spring training or so uh the start of the start of the season um I think we have a couple a couple or three teams that could really make some significant moves up and down, uh, you know, choosing to, to to climb up the ranks uh, and choosing to drop down on purpose. Um, you know, Cars so, 2015. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and I think if we see that happen, then um, there's a good chance it's going to happen by April. For at least a couple of those, I think we have another couple that are going to probably – uh, play the waiting game with the uh, trade deadline and see where things lie uh, before making that decision. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think by April we'll we'll have a much clearer picture.
1: Sweet, it's not it's not too far away. It's nice that the draft is almost upon us.
2: It is, it is. I will be a I will be a bystander yet again this year. But uh, that's okay because should I get out my trophy again? I think I should get out my trophy again.
1: We spent so much time on you and your trophy during that last interview.
2: Well, you know. It was called they, for.
1: You're, you're the king. You do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, what wrestler are you today? Well, I don't know. Not yet. Yeah. Did, did you see um, Mick Foley is doing a documentary about Santa Claus being Santa Claus, all the Santa Clauses across the country?
2: No, I did not. Yeah, never was ne- never was a McFoley fan to be quite honest. I think he's
1: uh, spending uh, 365 days dressed as Santa Claus.
2: That is uh, somewhat bizarre. Yeah. Uh, no, I- I'm more of a I'm more of a purist uh, when it comes to uh, to wrestling. Uh, his uh, his style just never really resonated with me. Uh, DDP. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the mentality of, you know, uh, nosediving into a pool of thumbtacks. It's just not my idea of entertainment, but you know, to each their own. So, um, moving on, (laughs) (laughs) what are we talking about? Right.
1: What do we have coming up? Something pretty good, I think.
2: Oh yeah, we sure do. Uh, Scott Fulbright, we have him on the show. And he is coming up next, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Uh, he hasn't had very long to get acclimated here in the BDL, but uh, we wanted to pull him on to TMO just to uh, spend a little time with, uh, with the newbie, with the Rook, and uh, let him uh, sort of just open up a little bit and so that uh, the rest of the league can get to know the, uh, the new guy, the uh, Chief of the Scorpions and see what he has in store for that wayward franchise.
1: Let's let's send it down to you.
2: Let's do it. Okay, guys, we are here with Scott Fulbright, the new owner, GM of the Scottsdale Scorpions. Scott, great to have you on the show. Hey, okay, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah, this is this is awesome. Um it's good to be talking to the guy who's who I've made so many trades with recently.
0: <laughs> is is that a good thing or a bad thing?
1: I'm happy with the trades. How do you feel?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I feel pretty good about those ones. There's probably a couple of other ones I'm not too thrilled about, but yeah, that happens.
1: Um I've got a list of questions here. I think Scotty might as well and I'm going to dig in. Uh find out a little more about Scott Fulbright. Um, I know you've been with us for a little while now. Um, Haven't been shy in the winter meetings. Um, This is basically the league's first chance to hear from you and get to know you. So tell us a little about yourself, Um, wife, kids, job, rap sheet. What's going on?
0: Uh, I have a wife. Um, Probably been together for I don't know, 20 years or so, Uh, probably married 14 of those years. Uh, Two daughters, ages uh, 12 and 8. Actually, one of them's birthday is on Monday, so a little Christmas girl. Um, I work in IT as a uh, business analyst, Uh, doing a lot of uh, uh, crystal report writing, SQL, database type stuff, Um, application development. Don't really like it. But that's what I'm stuck with doing. Um, I wish I could find something else that I, that I really enjoyed, but uh, I'm, I'm stuck doing that. So, Not worried. I feel that because
1: I've been there for sure. Um, there's a question I have for you that I think I may have gotten from 13 other managers here. Um, can we expect you to be as annoying as Joe when it comes to constantly bragging about Arizona weather?
0: <laughs> uh, hopefully not, but uh, I do enjoy the Arizona weather. But uh, hopefully I won't be bragging as much as he does.
2: Uh, that's that's that would be good. I, it 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 must be at least four times a week that I get an email, uh, you know like at, like nine a.m. or something. Joe bragging about being in, you know, cargo shorts, and uh, I'm looking outside, and it's you know like 15 degrees here. So, <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, it,
0: yeah, Arizona definitely have his, has its perks for uh, the nice weather most of the time, um, especially, especially right now because it's, it's beautiful out. But, yeah, we do have a couple months of where it's 110, 115, and that gets old after a while. But I'll deal with that for the nice winters. Sounds horrible. I, um, yeah.
1: I was trying to make it out this spring to some spring training. Um, sadly, the wedding I'm going to kind of got pushed a little bit um but outside of you know running the scorpions what else what else do you like to do to fill your time
0: uh it, it, running around with the kids going to all their events uh the older ones in competitive soccer so it seems like every weekend we're at some type of soccer game or soccer tournament uh try to get out and go hiking when i can um used to play some golf there for a while but haven't done that in a while um, very frustrating uh, playing golf and uh, used to play some softball. I haven't done that in a while, but yeah, most right now it's just tied up doing the kids stuff. Um, Keeping busy with with what their activities are.
2: Yeah, I, t- I totally relate there. Uh, uh, we have two, a, a boy and a girl, but our daughter uh, is seven. She's you know she's close to your um, youngest one's age there, and um, you know especially when school is in session, it seems like. You know, nearly every other evening there is something going on. If it's not soccer, it's something else or cheerleading, this that, and it's. Uh... But it's good.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It's been. I think uh, my oldest one's in sixth grade, and I feel like I'm going back through sixth grade, doing helping her with all of her homework every night. So uh, <laughs> It's like I didn't. I didn't think I signed up to go back to school.
1: Scotty, was were we in Atlanta that year? Where she kicked your ass in bowling.
2: I think it was Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Two years
1: ago? Something like that?
2: Yeah. Good times.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Into fantasy baseball now. Uh, How long have you been playing? Um, Have you won any titles? And um, what do you think you've transitioned into the BDL so far?
0: Um, I've been playing fantasy baseball, uh, I don't know, maybe 12 years, 10 years started out um, with a bunch of guys at work, and you know we did the whole redraft every year type stuff. I think the first year, I'm pretty sure I won the first year when we did that. Um, the second year, maybe the third year, I think I also might have won. Um, maybe the last seven years, I started getting into the full-on Dynasty type stuff. Um, where we're starting to do the minor league systems and all that. So I've been in a, a couple leagues that have died off, um, which is frustrating in the sense of when you're trying to do dynasty leagues and after three years uh, the commissioner leaves or a, mu- a majority of the people bail out. and So so that's kind of frustrating. Uh, I've been in Joe's league uh, probably two and a half years. Ago. We had a mutual friend that got me into his league. Um, really enjoy that one because it seems like it's going to be around for a while, and that was one of the things that I really liked about this league. is It seems like it's going to be around, um, and everybody that's involved is is involved in baseball. And they're you know when you want to contact them to do a trade or talk about baseball, they're there. And a lot of the other leagues I've been in, there's usually always a couple people that you can never get a hold of, and that's always frustrating. So. I'm really looking forward to this one because it does seem like everybody's into it and everybody's uh, easy to get in contact with it seems like um, so
2: that's something we uh something we really pride ourselves on here um, you know there's a very high standard um to be an owner in in the b d l and and those who don't meet that standard just do not last and you know we move on to somebody else um and so, yeah, it 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 really keeps up the quality of the league. And you know, we this past year, 2014, was um, was our 10th overall season, and of course, 2015 will be our 10th anniversary. So, um, hopefully, a lot of good years in front of us.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it, it, you know, if you if you lasted that long, you should be able to last, you know, another 10. Um, it's usually those first few years where. People start dropping out, and and you're going to see whether a lot of the going to survive or not. So, yep. um, But so I'm definitely looking forward to to being involved in it, and I definitely will be one of those people that uh, will be easily uh, be able to get in contact with. And I always reply to to emails and texts, and and anybody wants to, I give you my phone number if you want to call me and do it that way too. So, (laughs)
1: cool. um, Very sweet. Very sweet. Um, I, I've i never been in a better league than the BDL, and I couldn't actually imagine being in a second league outside of this. It's like this is my 24-7 league. Um, that other league, you're in with Joe. Are there a few other guys from this league in there? Do you know a couple of these guys already?
0: Um, yeah, I think uh, I want to say Brian Cass- Cassidy is in it, and then the Michael, I think Michael. I can't think of his last name. Poladora? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, both of them joined it uh, halfway through last year, um, so I just dealt with them a little bit through through it um, in that league. Um, but yeah, Joe, Joe's, Joe's the commissioner of that league, and I think he does a great job um, keeping everybody involved. But we do have a couple guys in there; it's still that are hard to get in contact with.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So,
0: but but I do yeah. notice that Joe's a lot more involved in this league than he is even though he's the commissioner of the other league. Uh, he's definitely more in your guys' form shooting off female. You know. I, I didn't realize how, how much Joe uh, actually shut off uh, forum stuff because he doesn't necessarily do it in the other league. Yeah,
1: so that's awesome. He's made comments before about how he loves this league. Yeah. Um, I'm going to switch it up a little bit, go to Major League Baseball. Um my favorite ball player to watch is Chase Utley. Um, he brought us a championship in 08 and uh, awesome acceptance speech. I won't get into that here, but um, who's your favorite ball player? Who, who have you enjoyed watching?
0: Um, favorite ball player currently? Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of hard to say. There, there are guys I enjoy watching, like uh, Troy Tula Whiskey. I enjoy watching him. Andrew McCutcheon. Um, Clayton Kershaw, those type of players. Um, growing up, I was a, you know, now I'm a, now I'm a Diamondbacks fan, but growing up, I was an LA Dodger fan. Um, so watching people like Brett Butler, uh, I really enjoyed watching him bunt his way on every bat. Um, Steve Garvey, Steve Sachs, uh, Mike Sosha, you know, those type of guys loved watching Ozzy Smith. Uh, the guys now that I kind of, Trend two more is you know just you're you're all around the shortstops, um center fielder type guys.
2: Cool. Uh, let's let's talk about, about first impressions, Scott. You've been on you've been on board here less than three months, so I feel like it's a good time to ask. Are you already regretting accepting the league invitation?
0: No. <laughs> not at all. No, not at all. I'm actually uh, like, you know, very excited about it and, and, and looking forward to everything that, that's going to be coming down the pipe here, so no, I'm not regretting it one bit.
2: <laughs> that's great. Well, yeah, of course, you're an you're extremely select company in the fact that you're the only GM in, in league history who interviewed for membership was then passed over in favor of someone else <laughs> and, ah. and, and then eventually was offered the team that you originally interviewed for uh y- you must have thought we were the biggest nerds of all time in the That's world when, when you got that fantasy league rejection email two years ago <laughs> <laughs> uh, i
0: was a little i was a little surprised by the the, the process at first um, but really what it just Told me was that these guys are serious about it, and they're not just going to take any joker out there who's out on the internet looking to get into a league. Um, <laughs> you know, so so, in some senses, it's a good thing because you're weeding out, you know, people who are only going to be there for a short period of time or have no idea what they're doing. Um, well, even, although although I don't say I know what I'm doing.
2: Well, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean that's certainly the idea. It's it's not a perfect. St- you know, it's it's not science. It's not a perfect system, but um, it more often than not, it it has worked for us, and and hopefully it'll continue to. And uh, anyway,
0: well, and hopefully you don't have to fill too many spots by doing it. Hopefully everybody stays in it, and you know, well, you, well, we, you, don't, you don't have to do that process too often.
2: Yeah, and really, the league reached a point. I don't know, Johnny. What maybe maybe three or four years ago, it reached a point where we started to have very little turnover. Um. We, we, we have very little turnover now, and it's, you know, it's, we, we, our, our core group of guys who are most most of the league now are, um, are ideal owners, and it's we're, we're at a very good place. Um, but at, at its core, you know, fantasy baseball is kind of a nerdy thing anyway, you know, with so much focus on stats and trends and uh, trades, especially in a dynasty league with prospects. You know those trades being analyzed at the most intricate of levels. So, uh, in in your opinion, what what is it about this activity that is so obsessive?
0: Um, you know, I, I think I think it's probably trying to live through them is is, is what it is. Is, is well, I think we probably all thought we wanted to be baseball players at one point in time when we can't. And so uh either want to be scouts at some level maybe or or front office people that, you know, that's a, so you're trying to live through it that way. I mean, that's kind of how I, I look at it is, you know, I, I go to the, the Arizona Fall League games thinking that, you know, hey, I, I'm a scout sitting out here with all these other guys and, you know, it, it, it just keep, keeps you busy, I guess. I don't know.
2: Yeah, well, uh, unfortunately, you're not a scout yet. But uh, no, but, no. Uh, how, how, how do you ne- never, th- never will be? <laughs> how, how do you think your wife is going to respond to hearing you on a fantasy league podcast produced for a total of about sixteen listeners?
0: Yeah, yeah. She, she, <laughs> yeah, she. She just kind of laughed at me and goes, well, "I guess, I guess we all have to have our, our little our little quirks." Um, she, she was, like, yeah, I, I kind of told her about it, and she was just like, "Okay, whatever, just go do it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. she understands. She she knows how much I love baseball and you know, like I said, there there's not many things that out there that I really do that's out of the ordinary, so I think she just says I would just go 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 geek out a little bit in doing that and everything else is good. Yeah. I mean as far as vices go, it's like this or crack,
1: right? Right, yeah. <laughs> this is about as yeah, good as you yeah, get. yeah
0: it could be worse, right? Yeah, exactly it could be, uh exactly uh, snorting coke off of a horse butts and all that but so <laughs> fantasy baseball is well, not a bad option <laughs> um
1: so far so yeah we talked about a uh, couple GM's you you've kinda worked with I, I got to work with you now a little bit um, I'm gonna have to actually
0: start talking trash to you now that you're in my division um, yeah not, yeah I, I didn't realize uh now that we're trading in the same division that's probably not the smartest <laughs> thing yeah um, so so far, who who's left the best impression on you? Um, in, in dealing with trades and stuff like I mean, I, I definitely have dealt with you the most, outside of uh, Joe. So I don't know. You, I don't know. I don't want to suck up to you, but yeah, I mean, you've been pretty easy, pretty straightforward with it. Um, Mike. Mike's pretty easy as well.
1: He he, he makes like ten trades a week.
0: <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, I probably don't, I mean, I've gotten a lot of offers from people, and I probably haven't been keeping track of all the names of stuff. Um, but yeah, so far, everybody's been great. I haven't had a bad experience with anybody. Everybody's been uh, very open and, and, and welcoming. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. so there's, there's nobody out there going, God dang, I don't want to deal with that guy. Um, so that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, that's a good thing to get on the record for the rest of the league that uh, I am I, good to deal with. yeah um so this is interesting having an owner a bdl owner participating in the winter meetings before you know playing a single game in the league um what do you think were you overwhelmed entertained by like this organized anarchy we had
0: um it was entertaining it was a little overwhelming at the same time and and part of it was i'm trying to do it at work (laughs) And so I'm trying to trying to look read the emails and keep up with it um, through the forum while I'm at work. And, um, you know, you get a little bit lost sometimes in all the conversations that are going on. So luckily, I think there was only three or four major issues that we had to go through. I don't know how many that's typical or not. Um, but, again, lucky that everybody was involved with it. Everybody got to put their ideas out there. And, and you know, the voting systems seem pretty straightforward. So... I thought it worked, um but it is jumping right into it' we're jumping in feet first into the water there uh it could be a little bit overwhelming at time, but I got through it i think were you happy with um
1: i guess what what actions were yeah, all the results yeah.
0: yeah yeah there's there was there's none of them that uh, said, oh my god, this is ridiculous, but no yeah they're all they're all good definitely would like to have the six teams, but uh other than that, it was fine.
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I, I started to turn at the end, though. I gotta admit. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. It's, it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, most of all those. Way.
0: You know, a lot of those decisions. You know, I, yeah. I, you should almost have an option where it, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm kind of good with either of it. You know, um, the eight teams I was good with, six teams I was good with. There's a couple of them that. You know, the the two week buy was like, nah, I definitely don't want to be doing that. But um, eight eight teams, six teams, yeah, I'm good either way would prefer the 16th, but um, everything else seemed, seemed good. Was there
1: anything in particular? I know we talked a lot about roster structure. We had leagues, which some people call conferences, and then we're talking about divisions. Is there anything about the league that um, has been unique or in, uh, interesting compared to the other fantasy experiences you had? Um.
0: I mean, I, I think I think how we have it set up right now where it's uh, two two separate leagues with two divisions in it, and I, I don't think I've necessarily done it, a full-out breakout like that before. Um, but other than that, I, I, th- I think most of the formats that I've seen or I've been in, I'm, I'm, I've already seen it before or used to it. I, um,
1: yeah. <laughs> um... I'm going to deviate. I'm sorry. I'm going to deviate from my script here. Scotty forgot to include one of my questions. Oh. Uh-huh. This, this is like a trivia question for you. All right. Um, so, you know how most like um, team names or like mascots or whatever end in S, like the Generals or the Scorpions? How many teams in the BDL, with, without looking, do not end in S?
0: Um, and can you can you can you name all of them? Honestly, I don't think I can name three <laughs> teams, or regardless of their, what their names are, that in the nest or not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Got to have three teams here: generals yeah, pro- uh, scorpions. Yeah, gen- yeah, general scorpions. I think. Uh, let see, homage, uh, homage brotherhood. That's one of them. Yeah. Um, Was there kill devil hill? Elevation, know,
1: correct. The, That's correct.
0: Um, sure. Uh, yeah. Honestly, without looking up, yeah, I don't remember half the other half the team's names. We've got the uh, epidemic, the damage, and
1: the woo. All right. Very exciting so I failed,
0: stuff. I, I, I failed that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, hopefully, you're better. You know, with actual fantasy baseball. Um, so we're, we'll. I'll ask you. Real quick before I go back to Scotty, you know, postseason chances for the Scorpions. You you want to predict a run?
0: Um, I'll probably say no this year. I I, th- I think my goal. I mean, so that'd be uh, the top four teams in our our league would have to go, right? So that'd be. I don't think I'm going to win the division. Can I be a wild card in there? Possibly. I'd, I'd have to look at the other. Uh, division in that league uh, to really see if, if, how powerful it is in our mm-hmm. league in our division. Yeah. I, I think I have, a, I have a I think I have a decent shot at second place, um, but I don't know if that second place would be enough to overtake the other the other teams in the other division. I, I'd have to look at it a little bit closer. I,
2: I think you're definitely in in the right league to to be able to make that run immediately. Um, the ACL is is pretty top heavy um definitely some good teams in the pcl as well i mean don't get me wrong but i I think you have more of an opening where you are so uh, right
0: yeah Yeah, maybe maybe the other teams could beat each other up enough and and in our division with three teams essentially being rebuild teams i might be able to squeak in there with some with some uh enough points to give me as a wild card team
1: yeah to clarify scotty's in the acl reigning champ um they're they're pretty deep. I think in our in our league, we've got maybe the Beers um, who are in our division, maybe the Cramps who won a title a couple years ago. Um, outside of that, I think I think you have a shot. I predicted you to finish second in our division. Yeah,
0: that'd be nice. I'd be happy with that.
2: Well, Scott, you uh, you know, speaking of the Scorpions specifically, you 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 inherited a team with uh shall we say challenges uh mm-hmm. right now in, in in a few thoughts just ca- kind of compare that roster the your your current roster uh or the one you came into to the one that you're trying to build i mean what where are you trying to get to in, in a very specific way
0: uh i think the roster that I was handed to me um I think the biggest weakness, well, they had a lot of weaknesses, I thought. Um, one of them was maybe depth. You know, um, what I'm trying to get to right now, my goal is is to get uh, average, you know, you're above average, a little bit above average player at every position. Um, so I think if I can get upgrades at almost every position, I think I'll be able to to, to, to be competitive. Um so I think that's my, you know, once I, once I start getting into that and I, and I start seeing that everybody's contributing in all my spots, then I can start trying to upgrade those spots. Um, but right now I'm just trying to get a balanced team um, where everybody on my team can contribute in some way. I think the team that I, I originally got and there was a lot of weak spots in there that were pretty much dead spots. So I'm just trying to get rid of those type of players right now.
2: Well, how, how would you how would you summarize? I guess your goals for reshaping the team over the next, say, twelve months. I mean, what 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 are those glaring needs that, that you feel like that you you need to address right away?
0: Uh, some of them, I think, I I might have already addressed. I mean, definitely was first base, second base, middle infield type position. So I made a couple quick trades there to to at least get me a decent first baseman, a second baseman. Um, if my outfield guys can all be healthy and and live up to their potential I might be all right there but I might have to start looking again some more outfield guys um, the pitching will come around i I think my minor league pitching if some of them start coming up this year might help me out um, you know I, I have absolutely no power which leads to no RBI so I'll probably go. Reaching more for stolen bases, batting average, uh, run type of players. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll. That's kind of what I'm going for right now. Is, um, you know, not necessarily try to win every category, but definitely go for, um, you know, a couple of them to where, if I can be five and five in in most weeks, I'd be happy.
1: Scotty. I feel like a genius here. He's reiterating everything I just said earlier in the podcast. (laughs) Balance, right? There's two teams in our league that have balance, right? The cramps and the beers as far as I'm concerned. Um, And that he's done a really good job building up that pitching staff, and that's exactly what I think. Um, A few of those hitting spots can be upgraded, but I think he's well on his way.
2: Yeah, we uh, we spent a few minutes, uh, Scott, before you came on discussing – uh, discussing the divisions and, and um, how they break down, you know our, our new alignment there. So uh, it'll be interesting to listen to once uh, this, once this thing is put together and published. Uh, but speaking of upgrades, uh, by my by my count, you have made uh, I think six trades since joining the league. Uh, that's in you know within less than three months. I mean that's that you're, you're cutting a pace that just probably embarrasses Joe. He I don't I don't know that he's made. <laughs> I don't know that he's made six trades in six years. So uh, which of those trades are you most excited about for your future?
0: Um, I mean, I have to look them over a little bit. Um, I don't know. Even though I gave up Buxton to, to Johnny, getting getting the shortstop in the second baseman kind of out there in a couple of pitchers um that one that one helped me a lot i'm kind of kind of looking forward to to the shortstop there um yeah i don't know I, I, the future trades huh my i don't know yeah <laughs> good answer that, that might be a, that might be a good uh uh edit spot <laughs> <laughs>
1: no way nah. uh, yeah. uh, i that was tough for me letting go of uh I think Crawford's gonna be amazing. Uh, yeah. Obviously I I live in Philly so uh, to get Buxton I think you know I'm gonna say this obviously but I love the guys you got. Cindergard um, was probably the um, number one guy on, in that package that caused me some hesitation.
0: Well, and I was excited about getting him except for now I'm starting to re- read some articles where uh, yep. he's, he might be going to Colorado Right, and uh I can't stand any pitcher in Colorado, so that might be get, an issue there so that, we, that's so, so I know I've given up already a couple prospect Colorado pitchers, but that's kind of the reason why is i I don't really see a whole lot of pitchers doing well in Colorado, so
2: well are there are there any team assets that you don't plan to make available in in trade talks as you're reshaping this roster you know players that that you consider to be cornerstones for the Scorpions.
0: No, if I did, I probably wouldn't have made half the trades. I did because I've traded away a lot of top cornerstone type players. Um, So, no, everybody on my team at pretty much at all point in time is always going to be available for trade consideration. Doesn't necessarily mean, though, I'm going to trade that person. Um, But, you know, I've given up Matt Harvey and Buxton and uh julio ureyes all those guys are i would consider cornerstone type players or could be at some point in time who have already given away so if i can give away those guys i could pretty much give away uh anybody or make trades with anybody i i admire you
1: greatly for 10 years i've been fighting this urge of like my favorite players my guys that are totally untouchable and i I still don't have a title
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it hurts, you know, but you know it, especially at the, the spot that I'm in right now, having one or two great type of players like that is isn't going to help me yeah so I, I need a, a lot of help, so by trading those guys, I think I've added more depth i I'll, i'd I'll call it depth to the team to where yeah, there might not be the superstars, but they're gonna help me in, in multiple positions.
2: Okay, quick, quick history lesson. Um, the BDL expanded from fourteen to sixteen teams in two thousand seven. So seven, seven going on eight years ago. Uh, Scott, your your franchise was one of those last two expansion teams, along with coincidentally along with uh, your Arizona buddy there, Mister Weech. Um, and while most franchises here have have had only one or two owners. Scott Fulbright is the fifth person to step behind the wheel of of this club, of the Scorpions. No other team has gone through that many owners, um, which is why you've probably already read quips on the forum about the Scorpions being cursed. Yeah, yeah. So w- w- with all that out of the way, I-, I thought it would be a good thing to close the interview by sort of giving you an opportunity to tell the league what makes you different, what makes you the right owner to finally stabilize that wayward club.
1: What What makes you the the best Scott? You're the second Scott to own this club. Yeah,
0: Scott, second Scott's on. That's awesome. Um, I, I can tell you right now, in five years, there will only be still one owner of this team, and, and that will be me. Yeah. Um, uh, other than that, you're going to have to live with every move I make. And, uh, and and whether it's a good team or a bad team, I'm not going anywhere. You guys, you know, you're going to have to kick me out if you want me out of this league you know, because I will not believe in it. And so uh, hopefully I can be competitive and hopefully uh, I'll, I'll bring some, uh, I'll undo the curse. <laughs>
2: well I, I certainly wish you the best of luck and i I, I, I really like the moves that you've already made I, I think you've been extremely um, active and um, you've really looked at ways early on to improve the club for the better and uh, really I think we're seeing really positive things so far um, and it's uh, it, it makes me feel really good about the decision that we made to to bring you aboard so
0: yeah I be but it, it, it sounds like I don't really have to do a whole lot to improve it, though, <laughs> from, compared to what other people have, have had it. So This is true. It, it sounds like as long as I stay around for a while, it, it's better than what, what it's been, right? <laughs> exactly.
1: You are the best GM in, in team history. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best answer I've heard of any interview we've done, that, um, that immediate reaction, five years from now, I'm, I'm going to be here. Um, and I know during the winter meetings, you were so active and I know the both commissioners uh, really appreciated that.
2: Yep. A- absolutely. Well, Johnny, anything else for uh, Mr. Fulbright before we let him go?
1: Um, I mean, just a- again, welcome to the league. Welcome to the North division. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, Hey, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it guys. And uh, I really appreciate you guys finally let me into the league. <laughs> <laughs> and i and, uh, hope i don't disappoint and uh and yeah i'm looking forward to it it looks like a great uh, league to be in so
2: well scott thank you for joining us and uh good luck in the draft coming up real soon
0: yeah looking forward to that so yep you guys too
2: all right thanks again all right all right thank you scott coming on the show today that was great we really appreciate it uh wish you uh, all the luck in the upcoming season especially considering you're not in my league <laughs> in more ways than one.
1: <laughs> oh snap you 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 got him
0: <laughs> oh
2: johnny uh i guess before we sign off we could uh uh, quickly discuss uh, a little bit of the draft if you wanted to. We're, we're not going to uh, go into too much detail here uh, today on the draft, which is coming up there at the 1st of January. Uh, January, But uh, um, I think uh, just, just a couple general comments. Um, it's going to be a, an extremely interesting draft. You know, we have, of course, Tanaka. Um, they're waiting to be plucked by one of our teams. Um don't know who that could be um, and it's just it's a unique draft you know in, in that he is available um, you know just just right there for the taking um,
1: there there is there's a wide array of talent, be it international talent, yep. um, yeah. high school players, college players um, yeah you even, have even some guys that have you know just came into the league have already put up some numbers but ha- haven't been on teams
2: yeah it's 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 slightly unprecedented in the amount of uh, the amount of uh, impact players that are available right away uh in this draft i mean there's not a ton don't get me wrong but um, more so than usual it's not um certainly not uh, like one of the drafts that I have uh bought into heavily in the past um, you know that was loaded with with a lot of amateur talent um you know, this draft has the potential to to set some teams up if if they want to buy some picks. And I don't really know, um, and Johnny probably doesn't want to discuss too much, you know, what kind of trade talks are going on right now. I, I really, really, really bet um, that um, you, for one, having the, the number one pick there, um, your phone is ringing just about every day uh, by teams who are interested in one of the players projected to go that high, but, uh, I won't put you on the spot, but, um, meh. Meh
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, I, it looks like Tanaka's on the board. Uh, but who knows? I mean, really, who knows? Um, I think it's interesting also, uh, and we'll get a little more in detail, but just a little bit. Um, it's interesting the June, the June draft um, seemed to be pretty pretty pitcher heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that affects strategy across the first few rounds, I think.
2: Yeah. What did you think? Of course, uh, uh, Chris um, uh, Chris uh, posted a, a very uh, very good uh, minorly important uh, article on the website there just a few days ago, a mock uh, first round uh, for our draft. And um, I guess, you know, since since you're removed, Johnny, from from the uh, two through, let's say, two through five picks, um, do you have an opinion on what direction maybe the Rebels are going to go? Because there are, you know, once that top guy is off the board, whomever that ends up being, You know, those next couple teams especially, that being the Rebels, uh, the Amish Brotherhood, even down to the Bulldogs and the Scorpions at four and five, um, they're going to have some real options there this year, some very substantial options. Uh, Do you have a sense uh, on on which way some of those teams might be leaning? Do you agree with Chris's projections there with the top five?
1: I'm staring at his top five right now, and... I think a lot of his picks are right on. Um, okay. Obviously, can't guarantee anything, but I think this is an interesting year that um, interesting players fall to teams that may need them, may like them. Um, it's it's going to be interesting. I don't think anybody has to move too much. Um, I think um, in terms of let's yes, about, about the rebels. Um, I think there's Tanaka, I think there's Rodon, and I think there's Tomas, and I think there's Kolek. Um You could put them in any order. It depends on what his team needs, pitching or hitting, um, if Tomas is still there at two, um, if he wants to go with the college pitcher or wants to continue waiting with a high school pitcher. Um, he's got excellent choices for sure
2: um. <sighs> absolutely it, it's, it's going to be an interesting draft um, regardless and I'm looking forward to watching it you know I won't be participating in this particular uh, uh, draft but uh, it will definitely be one to watch and um, that leaves me with without very much stress being able to do that just to sit back kick back and, and see how this thing unfolds so that's 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 a good that's a good feeling. Yeah. Especially I, with this I, trophy over here. Let me get it one more time. <laughs> I wouldn't
1: mind saying more. I just don't know that um it's appropriate <laughs> to say more. <laughs> Let's say I think Chris uh did a fantastic job. Um there's one or two like for me, I, I've projected pretty well the whole first round. Um I think in my opinion he's nailed most of them.
2: Yeah. Well, Johnny, before we wrap things up uh, for this episode of TMO, just wanted to share one thing real quick. Uh, probably two or three weeks after uh, the Generals clinched the the 2012 championship, there, I I received a a card in the mail from California from our, our good buddy Bill Moran, and you know Bill is a uh, uh, sort of a self-professed villain here in the BDL, but uh, he he is uh, among those who regularly donate. Uh, or contribute to uh, to the BDL financially, uh, you know, throughout the year, or, or you know, at one point in the year, and we have several managers who do so. Of course, that's always appreciated, and just a shout out to him for doing that. But um, uh, you know, we often talk about how competitive our uh, our GMs are here, and uh, Bill certainly is no exception. I'm just going to read this card. Uh, I open it. Says, on the cover, says, with my deepest sympathy, (laughs) quote, I'm I'm staring at your face, (laughs) quote, good, Scotty, no words can truly express it. I'm so sorry. This is a year in advance, but sorry for your loss to NorCal in the 2015 playoffs. Until then, congrats on your 2014 title. So thank you, Bill. Thank you for that. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I. It's a little backhanded, but I, I kind of like it. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I did give, uh, I did give Bill quite the beating there in the uh, in the playoffs this year. So I. <laughs> I'm sure that did sting somewhat, and uh he he's always sort of had a a rough go against the Jens in the playoffs if if my b d l history is correct, I think that's the second time he's lost to the Jens ever um, maybe we've only played twice. I don't recall
1: um, which means he's over.
2: I'm not sure I have to go back and look uh i think uh I think we beat the damage in 07 in route to the finals that year. And I don't recall if we have played in the last couple of years leading up to this year, but anyway, uh, no, Bill, that was good for a laugh. Um, and as much fiction as that might be, uh, I do appreciate the, uh, I do appreciate the, uh, the sentiment there, buddy. You're a fine competitor, my friend.
1: It is. It is a good deal. I like that. Um, I like that he he sent you a few ducats because um, the leg isn't free for you so um,
2: <laughs> Good deal well Johnny, buddy, it's been yes. fun it's been fun, and we will try not to be too long. We will try to holla back at you guys again real soon, uh, hopefully sometime after the draft next month so uh, this is this is my
1: favorite part coming up. it's nice. been a while.
2: It has. It's been a while. Johnny, my friend, you've been listening to Two Men On. And we're out.